episode of Joe Mel Show. I'm Joe. I'm Melissa. And this is a podcast where we discuss life, marriage, and parenting from a Christian perspective. And it's good to be back, Melissa. It's been a while. It's been a little while. <laughs> and yeah, I've had some people asking me when, when we're going to release more episodes. And, and it's been our heart to do it more. We just got busy with all sorts of things, with school, with Christmas. And so here we are in the middle of January. We're ready to hopefully start making this more of a regular thing. So uh, let's get right into it. Melissa, what's our topic today? So today we're talking about hospitality versus entertaining. Okay. And where did this idea come from? So I just happened upon this account on Instagram. Her handle is Mrs. Mary Lentz. And the first picture that she posted really was intriguing to me because it's something I didn't really think was... Like there wasn't a differentiation between hospitality and entertaining. I kind mm-hmm. of entwined the two. Are you talking about mostly like inviting people over to your house? Like as far as your hospitality yes. and entertaining? Okay. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. Cool. So any of the, the first picture she posted was many people avoid hospitality because they confuse it with entertaining. And that's what got me. Because like I said, I didn't really think there was a difference between hospitality and entertaining. I just assumed they were both the same. And so I thought, well, I want to see what she says because that's really interesting. So she goes on to say, entertaining seeks to impress and hospitality seeks to minister. Hmm. I'm like, oh, that is actually very different. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it makes sense because entertaining, I mean, we think of entertainment as enjoyment, as impressing, as, you know, you go to be entertained in a movie you expect to be taken care of and impressed and all those things. Right. So it makes sense. So then the next one was entertaining is an event. Hospitality is an attitude, a way of life. Hmm. Wow. Wow. So, I mean, it it really just pulled me in because I'm thinking, huh, I think I've had the wrong mindset about hospitality and entertaining, Mm -hmm. thinking that, oh, I can't, my gift as a Christian woman is not hospitality. Mm -hmm. It's more of, if you know my mom, Pastor Joan, she's known for her hospitality. A lot of people say her gifting is hospitality. And I thought, oh, I just don't have that gift. That's just not me. I don't, you know, I, I don't think I'm in the same running as her because sure. you know maybe I'm not as good of a cook or the spacing issue mm-hmm. you know so I've just thought you know that's just really not my gifting so I've kind of let that just not be something I focus on yeah so I'll continue with the post that she had miss mrs mary lentz entertaining is optional hospitality is commanded Entertaining fulfills your own social needs. Hospitality meets the needs of others. Hmm. And that was piercing. I was thinking, oh, yeah. the what I'm thinking I'm not able to do is entertain people, which is true. Right. I'm not aiming to entertain people. I'm not a show showman. Mm-hmm. I, I don't perform. Uh, so no, I, I can't entertain. But I can meet the needs of others. I can help someone out or I, mm-hmm. I can, you know, cook a decent meal for somebody, Right. you know, all right, continuing on entertaining sees people, hospitality sees souls. Mm-hmm. Entertaining is temporal or temporal, temporal, yeah. temporal 
Hospitality is eternal. And again, I was just reflecting on what she was saying because I was thinking I can be hospitable. Like I see people for who they are. You know, I see souls. I see their eternal souls, not just someone just passing by someone that I'm trying to show off to or, and whatnot. And I think you care. Like when you see somebody, you, Melissa, you intrinsically like dig deeper and you, and you ask questions like what's going on in this person's life and where's this person going? And you have that caring attitude so it makes sense that you wouldn't be in, in interested in simply giving them, you know, two hours of fun and nothing substantial with it. You'd rather have more heartfelt, more important conversations that revolve around life and where they're going and their walk with God and things like that. Exactly. So as I was continuing to read her posts, I was thinking, oh, I can be hospitable. Mm-hmm. There is there is a difference. Um, continuing on, entertaining is fun. Hospitality is often inconvenient. Because mm. I've said before, well, I just don't have time mm-hmm. to have people over. I just don't have time or the energy or, you know, our schedule is just so busy. I just don't have the time to invite somebody over. Or to Be- spend a day cleaning the house. Or spend a day, yeah, get everything ready and prepared. I just, I don't have that. Well, that's not, but a, hosp- a hospitable heart We'll just make the time. Yeah. You know, you won't just, well, I'll invite that person over in like the next six months or something. You Mm -hmm. just, you know, if God puts it on your heart, you're just going to invite them over. Yeah. She goes on to say, entertaining honors self, hospitality honors Christ. Mm. And again, that pierced my heart because Mm -hmm. I'm thinking that's so true. You know, it's not entertaining if I'm entertaining someone or a group of people, you know, it's, it's, to kind of promote myself, right. to show how fun and cool I am. Or show off what you have. Yeah, or show off what I have. But hospitality is pointing the glory to Christ, mm-hmm. trying to honor Him. Entertaining is most often a group of people. Hospitality can be just one. And like you mentioned earlier, I, I'm i more of a dig deeper type of person. And so when... I meet someone for the first time or maybe I'm spending time with someone for the first time. I like it to just be one-on-one. I actually prefer that because I I just want to have that ability to ask questions or just to be a good listener uh, and see, you know, what's going on with them. I think, I think the trap is some people view numbers as success. Churches deal with that. um, But I think also on a personal level, if you have a party and only a few people are able to come that were invited, you can sometimes feel deflated. Like, oh man, I, d- I don't, people don't want to come flocking to my house. You can measure your your success as a host by how many people show up. And right. I think what you're saying with hospitality is sometimes that's an advantage to have fewer people because right. then you can spend that extra time. You can dig into those deep conversations. You don't have this these parallel influence making people uncomfortable or making people on edge. You can have that more open free conversation when there's not another person on the ancillary listening in and judging right. you. You can sometimes get into more meaningful conversations that way. Yeah, exactly. And there's you know, there's been a few times where I've had just one person over, we've had a couple over, you know, and 
we've just been able to have really great conversations because it's just us. Yeah. And I've treasured those times because there have been really good encouragement, wisdom, advice given and such, and just a great time. Okay. Entertaining and hospitality may look similar on the surface, but they aren't the same. Hospitality is a ministry of the home. I was like, wow. So like I said, this just these topics that she put out there mm-hmm. were really intriguing to someone like me because I've, like I said, entertaining and hospitality have always just seemed the same. Yeah. And I've thought, I can't entertain people. I just that's just not that's not my gifting. That's not what I feel like the Lord has called me to do. But as I was reading those posts, I thought, well, no, I can be hospitable. I don't have to entertain people. I can be hospitable because there's been times where the Lord has put some someone on my heart or just brought someone to my thoughts and said, Hey, maybe you should invite that person over. Maybe you should go out with that person or I bet they're feeling lonely or um I bet this or that or, or whatever. I'll just have those thoughts and I know it's the Holy Spirit telling me to invest in that person. And, and it's been many times where I've taken that time to invest in that person and they would come back and say, hey, thank you so much for just noticing me or just spending time with me. That made a huge difference and I know that I'm not alone and I, you know, that type of thing. And, you know, that's happened to me as well, where people have said, hey, uh, we'll just text me out of the blue or invite me over or and whatnot. And it's in the middle of where I'm incredibly stressed or just feeling lonely or feeling like, you know, maybe I don't have friends. You know, you have, the, you know, you have those feelings, you have those mm-hmm. moments. And so being hospitable is just noticing people and just inviting them over and being okay with, and this is something I've had to grow and still growing in Yeah, where I'm like, well, my home isn't perfect. Mm-hmm. My home isn't completely clean. I don't want people to come over and see my home in disarray. And cause I feel like, oh, I have to, I want to, I have that desire to impress, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I'm like, I just didn't want to put the energy into trying right. to impress them. But people don't remember what your house looks like. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I've had someone say that to me before. I said, Hey, um, you know, I'm so sorry. My house is a mess, you know, but we made plans to come over. And I was like, I do not care what your house looks like. I'm just, I'm literally coming there just to spend time with you. Right. And I think that's a way the enemy can trap us into not reaching out to people and mm-hmm. not wanting people to come to our home because we think, well, they're not going to be impressed or they're not, going to like my cooking or you just overthink so many of these different things and really you could just be missing out on investing time in that person and ministering to them and really honoring Christ and just you know in that verse in Proverbs iron sharpens iron so Mm -hmm. a friend sharpens another and really you're missing out on those opportunities where you could be loving on someone who really needs it. And yeah. maybe it honestly cheers me up when someone comes over and I get to spend time with them and you know, they go on their way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, reading those posts really challenged me to be more hospitable this year in January 
I mean, not just in January, but the whole year right. of 20, 2024, this is just the beginning. Um, and just not allowing my myself to get in the way of being able to pour into people and mm-hmm. love on them when God puts them on my heart. That's awesome. And I think it's really an extension of Christ's love. And I was thinking when you're, when you're sharing some of those quotes, I was asking myself this question, how would Jesus act if he invited people over? Because Jesus didn't have any pride in him, right? He didn't yeah. have any fear of man in him. Everything he did was intentional. Everything he did was for a purpose and it was for other people because he's the most selfless person. I think Jesus had zero desire to entertain people. Yeah. You know, even the miracles that he did, he was doing it for the glory of God. He said that mm-hmm. over and over again, like, I'm doing this for the glory of God. And it reminds me also of the story of Mary and Martha. Remember when uh, Jesus was at their house? Yeah. I'll read it to you. In Luke 10, 38, it says, Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. So I'm imagining that being that heartfelt, important conversation about life, about God, about Mary. And then verse 40 says, But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. And obviously, you know, this was Jesus, so this was probably the most important time to put down the dish rag and put down the broom and listen. Right. But I think the principle is the same. You know, when you are with somebody and you have an opportunity to to speak about spiritual things, that should become your priority. Yeah. And you should you should care less about the physical things, the physical appearance of your home, and care more about the spiritual tone and the and the openness that you can create in your home and allowing Jesus to come in, in this case, literally Jesus coming in, but in our in our cases, figuratively letting him into the conversation, letting him into the room and letting it be a free conversation to talk about and not you know, not just focus on, oh, is a football game on, oh, we're playing this really fun game, oh, we have board games, but really allowing God to have a spot in the room and have a, have a time to minister. I think that's really important. Yeah, exactly. And I think when you were sharing about Martha and Mary, I tend to be more of the Martha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. I, I'm just, I'm so worried about just everything to do with the appearance of the home and do I have enough? Mm-hmm. Am I enough type of thing rather than really seeing it as an opportunity to be a Mary where I'm ministering unto the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so I think that was just something the Lord had challenged me with personally and just kind of challenging the, I would say the lies that I've put in my head that I need a bigger home. I need to be able to cook better meals. I need to be able to maybe serve a fancy coffee drink or, you know, I have to have all these things in place, you know, really cute decor and really amazing serving platters and charcuterie boards. Like I really need to have all of these things first. Once all of those things are in place, then I can bring people over. Then I can entertain people. Then I can Mm -hmm. feel more comfortable having people in my home. And I think those are just 
lies, but also excuses right. to not reach out and to minister to people that desperately need it. Because the times that I've myself have been invited over to someone's house, I'm not looking at how clean their house is. I'm mm-hmm. not looking um, at their home. Like I'm just there to enjoy the company, mm-hmm. to enjoy whatever they serve and just enjoying the conversation. Right. Like that and matters grateful. way more. Yeah. You're grateful I, to be there. Yeah, exactly. I'm grateful to be there. I'm grateful to be invited. And so, like I said, it's just something the Lord has been speaking to me about. He's, I mean, he brought this to my attention, oh my gosh, last year, mm-hmm. but even more this year, just being more intentional with my time and just inviting people in like that. That's some of the better times is just to invite people in because sure it could be inconvenient, but it would be way more convenient to have them in our home, even if our kids are home. Right. Uh, because that's where I'm at most of the time mm-hmm. is at home. And so if I'm allowing people to come in, cooking them a meal that I would have already cooked myself and my kids, I mean, and just being able to love on them, talk to them, you know, maybe mm-hmm. there's something going on that the Lord wants me to help them with. I mean, I feel like that that's worth it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's also other spiritual aspects I was thinking about Hebrews 13 two, which I have opened up right now. It says, do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. And I think that there's, there's this principle. It's even in Greek mythology that this principle of Xenia, where you always entertain the random guests that show up because in the Greek mythology, you never knew when it might be a God in disguise and mm-hmm. you serving them and being helpful to them would gain you favor with them. Like that was their, their mindset in that time frame. But scripturally there is, you know, a similar, similar principle that you might be serving an angel who is disguised as a human being. And I often wonder, you know, at church, when you see someone come to church, just one service and they show up and they leave, like, I don't know, maybe some of those were angels. We just, they were just checking on us or maybe they're giving us an opportunity, you know, testing us to do the right thing, right? Right. Testing us. Are we going to be friendly? Are we going to be hospital? Are we going to ask um, meaningful questions? I don't know. But I think as, as this new Testament is being written, that that's one of those things that the apostles and all the leaders in the early church were trying to emphasize is, Hey, we want to be hospitable. We want to invite people in. We want to allow people to be open and be free with, free to ask questions, free to talk, free to learn. And you see that as well with like Cornelius and Peter and how he invited him in his home. And it was like, Hey, I want to know more about God. So come to my house and let us, you know, even though there was a whole different other context with Gentiles and Jews finally getting along. But that, that situation as well showed that, Hey, there was this invitation sent out. And then through that invitation, through hospitality, Cornelius and really the rest of the Gentiles were able to receive from these Christian leaders. So it was really cool. Now, you know, we might, you know, might not invite strangers over to meet our family all the time, but we have invited newer people that are strangers because we haven't known them. I mean, people like outside of our family, outside of our close friend group, you know, it's important to be hospitable to new people that you meet. And if, if there's a new couple at church, not being afraid to say, hey, why don't you come over? And if you know, if that's not super comfortable for you, invite a good friend over and invite a new person over. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of have that that camaraderie. I know there's several people that we know that would um, that would totally go in on that. If I said, hey, I want to invite this person over, would you come with us? They'd be, oh yeah, we'll be there. And so there's 
there's ways you can bring people into the fold without being weird, without being awkward. And I think the best thing to do is just to show, hey, you're welcome. You're we're, we're hospitable. We're not perfect. And and I've had some people say things like, you know, when maybe things aren't perfect at our home and we invite them over. I've had people kind of look and go, ah, oh, sigh of relief saying like, man, you're not the only one that has such and such happen at their home or right. You're yep. not the only one whose kids, you know, they kind of feel like, um, like, oh, there's other people out there who are imperfect yeah. and that can be a good feeling. And, you know, you coming from being the pastor's daughter and me being a youth pastor, you know, I think probably not for very long, but I think some people might think there's a certain level of, you know, excellence that we live in that's outside of the normal person's realm. But oh, man. I feel like when people <laughs> see us at our home, when they see us, you know, out with our families and stuff, they can realize that, oh, we're just regular people who we're love God. Normal. We're very normal. Very normal. And just trying to do our best with with uh, everything we got going on in our lives. So that's another aspect of hospitality that I think is almost, it almost can't happen unless you're more spur of the moment, more impromptu. Because if you do polish everything up, if you have a big party and you got everything perfect and everything, you know, you iron the curtains and you uh, mopped every square inch of your floor, you don't have that opportunity for people to relate to you and to say, oh, this is this is something I can do. I think it can put that fear, like you were saying, it put that fear in your mind as a guest thing, thinking, well, my house is never going to look this good, so I can't invite people over. I can't mm-hmm. do this. And so I think there is a, there is some value in, in seeing people where they're at on a day-to-day basis. Um, you know, I know growing up, spending time with some of my friends, going over to their houses and seeing just regular life. You know, it was nice to see like, oh, other Christian families deal with this too. Oh, you know, they're, they're busy doing this. They're busy doing that. Like every, it's different going to someone's house when it's not a planned party. You can kind of see what day to day life looks like, and it's a good opportunity to uh, to just say, hey, "This is who we are. This is what real living is like." And I think that's good for setting proper expectations. Yeah, I agree completely. And it's a goal of mine to be less concerned about my home being so polished before people come over. And more concerned about their soul and what God wants me to speak to them about or mm-hmm. love on them about or whatever it is. I just want to be open to that more than just glorifying myself with, mm-hmm. oh my, look at me, my house is so clean and perfect. And not that that's a bad thing. It's just, you know, just trying to it's going to be a lot easier for me to invite people over when things aren't perfect than to have to schedule it so far in advance to where I'd feel comfortable like, oh, I have a whole week to clean my entire home so you can come in for an hour. Right. Yeah, and I think it's, I think how you view your home is really important. If you view your home as as the big deal, as the prize, then sure, maybe you just want to show it off. But if you view your home as a tool for blessing your family, for blessing other people, then I think you care less about how pristine it is. Right. You know, think about like carpentry tools. If, if I have a hammer and it's perfectly clean, then I'm probably not using it, right? If I, if I have a tool that works really well, it's okay if it looks dirty because that means it's getting used. That means I appreciate right. it enough to use it over and over again. And so I think one mindset 
shift you can have to move from entertainment over to hospitality is to stop viewing your home as the thing that people are going to be looking at and start viewing your home as a tool or a vehicle to bring people into your life and have an opportunity to speak into them. I mean, just That's like, really good. just like Martha's home, Martha's home was, you know, open and Jesus came in and Mary was receiving from that. Mary wasn't looking at the home. She was looking at Jesus yeah. and she was looking at the people that were in the home. And I think we need to have that same mindset when we invite people over and not because so concerned about how everything looks, but instead look at who's in front of you and say, how can I be a blessing mm-hmm. to them? How can this home bless them? Exactly. You know, for us, we have a big, much bigger property than we do home. So it's easier to have outdoor events and things. Right. And I've seen it. It's been fun to have people ask us, Hey, can we have a birthday party at your house? When family members ask us that it feels good. It's like, yes, absolutely. We, yeah. we want this to be a blessing. We want our home to be a blessing. We, we don't, it's not perfect and there's flaws and warts and things that I wish were different <laughs> about our home and our property, but it's, it's how you use it that matters. Yeah. And I think God sees that and will, will provide you opportunities as you've been faithful with little things. The Bible principle is if you're faithful with little things, God will um, honor you and, and trust you with bigger and better things. So as you were saying, making excuses, if you're always going to make an excuse about not having the hottest thing or the, the best, whatever you're, you're never going to get promoted to the next level. Exactly. And I think that's something God was trying to teach me. He said, if you don't know how to be hospitable in this smaller home, Mm -hmm. then what makes you think having a bigger home with more square feet is going to make it so much easier or you're going to be so much more willing to Mm -hmm. like, Oh, that's good, Lord. Right. Yeah, your external circumstances <gasps> won't change your heart attitude. Exactly. You got to change your heart it's attitude a heart first. Yeah. Before the external circumstances will happen. Yeah. Uh, that opens up all sorts of cans of worms with principle of big little principle about how right. you got to be faithful with the small thing in order to be considered worthy of the bigger thing. But those are great. Okay. Here's some takeaways. Um, I'll let you kind of lead this because this was something that you had found. Uh, I want to be more hospitable and less focused on entertaining. Yes. Hospitable people care about the people who are there more than impressing them yes they care about the actual person what's going on in their life i want to be like martha and focus on i'm sorry rewind i want to be like mary and focus on jesus and let him be the focal point of our time together with guests and and not be martha where i'm overly concerned with other things and then a final note, which we haven't talked about much, is there is a balance, of course. You want right. to have excellence. Yes. And I think you're coming from a place that is overemphasizing excellence in the home. And so it's important for you to tune that down and say, well, let's 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 notch that down a few priority points and focus on people and focus on creating environments and creating situations where great conversations where meaningful conversations can happen. So if you're coming from a position where you're very, very social, I could see someone saying, well, I have no problem being totally open about myself and talking about whatever. Like, it's well, maybe God would be speaking to you in the opposite realm. Maybe you need to up your excellence. Maybe you, need, you do need to focus a little bit more on creating a welcoming home and being more comfortable. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's there as well. That's just not right. your story. So you do want to provide excellence. I think when you look at the scriptures from beginning to end, God cares a lot about um, his house. He cares a lot about the tabernacle, the temple, and the Old Testament. He also cares about things being done decently and in order, but you never see people being put down for not having enough. 
Right. You know, even Jesus's meal that he fed the 5,000, what was it? It was two things, fish and bread. Yeah. Like, that's not super exciting. He, I don't know. If there, there was no sauce that I'm aware of or anything, <laughs> no butter. Um, none no of that seasonings. was mentioned. No seasonings. <laughs> it was a very simple meal because it right. came from a simple source, but God blessed it. And there was no shame in that. So yeah. People it, were nourished. Yeah. People were nourished. And that's, that's our goal is to nourish people and, and give them something physical of also something spiritual to latch on to exactly good takeaways all right cool well thanks for listening uh be sure and subscribe to to this podcast feed with whatever app you're listening to and we'll see you next time bye